0: Welcome to the Transformed Teacher Podcast. I'm Meredith, and I'm in your corner. I'm here to help you thrive as an educator with less stress and more joy. If nobody else tells you today, you rock. All right, welcome to this edition of the Transformed Teacher Podcast. Today we have an amazing guest with us, John Harper, who is a teacher and the host of the My Bad podcast and also the author of the newly released book, or not so newly, but recently released book, My Bad, 24 Educators Who Messed Up, Fessed Up, and Grew. And I'm a big fan of John's podcast and his book and his work and his blog, and I just um, am so excited to have him with us today. Welcome, John.
1: Thanks so much for having me on, Meredith. It's quite an honor, mm-hmm. definitely. It's oh, it's a lot of fun to talk to people about this kind of stuff. I really enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Um, so, John, one of the things um, that I love about your podcast, My Bad, is that it's so real and it's so um, it sort of shows teachers that it's okay to make mistakes, that mistakes are part of the job, and that The most important part is that we grow from them and we learn from them. So I was just wondering when you started your podcast, my bad, how you got started. Why did you want to start that podcast? What gave you the idea? I'm just curious to know how it all got started.
1: Right. Yeah, well, that's a good question. Well, about about four, I didn't become connected until about, I'll be honest, probably five years ago. Until five years ago, I didn't even know there was this educational game on Twitter and Facebook and all that, I really didn't have a clue. And I, I, you know, I went to a conference, I went to uh, NAESP in Baltimore and heard Todd Whitaker speak. And he said, you know, if you're not on Twitter, you got to get on Twitter. So I got on Mm -hmm. and I started blogging and really enjoyed that. And I, for the most part, wrote mostly about my my children and just, you know, happy moments that I found with them. Mm -hmm. But I had an experience probably about five years ago with my daughter Mm -hmm. that got me to think you know something needs to change I want to have something a little bit different out there I think we need something different in the conversation and what it was I was at one of her practices and my daughter had never played soccer before Mm -hmm. she was the only girl on the team Mm -hmm. and I'm watching her at this practice and they're scrimmaging one another and I look over and all of a sudden I see my daughter score a goal for the other team.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: thought, and my heart kind of sank as a father about, know, I think she was seven or eight at the time. And I thought, Oh my gosh, she's yes, going to be I've devastated.
0: <laughs> yeah. Totally been there.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. And I, I was, I was devastated. I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, she's going to want to quit. She's going to want me to take her home. She's going to regret ever signing up. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. I'm thinking, what do I do? What do I do? And then the, about 10 minutes later, there's a water break. And as mm-hmm. she's walking across the field, I was so nervous. I didn't know what to say. And she walks up to me and she says, Daddy, I too. Mm. And I thought to myself, what? And she says, Daddy, I too scored a goal for the other team. Mm. And it hit me that I had shared with her when I was younger in high school. I had scored a goal in sudden death overtime and lost our team the game. And I was devastated. Oh, man. And, you know, it really hit home for me the power of sharing mistakes with yeah. others and letting people know that they're not alone. And I thought to myself, I mean that the idea the idea kind of germinated for a while. I didn't start the podcast right away, but I had been blogging for Bam Radio mm-hmm. and I pitched the idea to the, the gentleman that runs Bam Radio, Errol Smith, and he loved it. He said, you know, there's nothing out there like that right now, so let's try it. And you know, I've been doing it about four or five years. And it's wonderful. I mean the key is to have people come on and be vulnerable and it's, it's an honor to have folks come on and be vulnerable because it's very, very difficult. And it's, you know, in this, in this day and age where everyone's judged by what we see and what we hear, it's tough to put your mistakes out there. And yeah. it's, it's been a, it's been a fun ride.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm glad that this is a podcast and not a video. So you can't see that it, I've got tears in my eyes. You sharing that story about your daughter. <laughs> <that was> sweet. <laughs> Um, kids are just, they just have this way of like speaking the truth to us in a way that we can only hear through them sometimes. And that's so cool. Um, And you've interviewed so many different teachers on that podcast. Is there one, I'm sure there are so many, but is there one that really sticks out to you as one of the most memorable? I'm sure you love them all, but is there one that, that just really is the most notable or one of the most notable? I know it's probably hard to choose just one.
1: Sure. I mean, there's there's a lot, and uh, I guess one off the top of my head because it's one that it's so easy for us to forget mm-hmm. that you know we don't always know a student or a staff member's story and their background. And it sounds cliche, and it, but it's so easy to forget in in the rush of our everyday jobs. And one of my uh, friends by the name of Trevor Muir came on. Mm-hmm. And Trevor Muir wrote a book called Epic, and it's an amazing book. He makes amazing videos, amazing blogger, and just – he's got another book coming out, and I'm embarrassed. I can't think of the title of it, but he he shared a story that was so powerful. He came on, and he talked about – he was teaching high school English, and mm-hmm. he said, you know, one day I'm teaching, and we're working in small groups, and I'm looking – I look across the room, and I see this girl named Sarah, and I notice that her head's down, and I redirect her. I say, Sarah, get your head up. And she puts her head up and he's walking around and he starts teaching again, working with a small group and he looks over again and he can't believe it. He sees Sarah's heads down again. He says, Sarah, get your head up. You know, a little bit more strongly. Yeah. And not 10 minutes goes by and he sees her head down again. And he says, Sarah, this is not nap class. This is mm-hmm. English. Get your head up. And he said, for the rest, she turned beet red. And He said for the rest of the class, she kept her head up. And he was so curious because he, he couldn't believe it. You know, he said, at that moment, he said he felt a little proud of himself. He thought, you know what? I'm a good teacher. I know how to run a class because, you know, she kept her head up the rest of the class. But the story has a different ending. He said, you know, at the end of class, he came up to her. He said, Sarah, what's the deal? I had to ask you three times to pick your head up. What's going on? He said, well, I'm... she said, I'm sorry, Mr. Muir, but last night my sister had an asthma attack and we had to take her to the hospital and my dad was at work. So I had to stay at the hospital with her overnight and he just picked me up from the hospital and dropped me off at school this morning so i'm really tired but you know it won't happen again i'm sorry mr Muir. and Mm -hmm. you know he was devastated he said no sarah i'm sorry i should have never done that to you and i should have asked more and you know learned more about your story but i think there's so many times in our jobs not only with students but with staff members where we don't know their full story and we say or do something and then later on we realize oh my gosh if I had known that, or if I had known this, I wouldn't have done that. And, yeah. you know, we all do that. It's easy to beat ourselves over, beat ourselves up over it because it's going to happen. No matter how much we try to know, we're not always going to know. And the best thing we can do is just apologize and try to learn people's stories and move on and try not to judge too fast.
0: Yeah. That's a, that's an incredible story. Um, and when we have so many deban- demands on us as teachers and so many pressures, it can be all too easy to just release the tension onto the students and just say, okay, I've got all this pressure on me and I need to make these goals and meet these objectives. And it's stressful. And when that student just does one thing that is out of our control, it can make us feel like, Oh, I just need to get control because I feel, so out of control myself and and then if we can just like take that pause and it's so cool that todd was able to be self-aware and apologize and that's what it's all about that's really cool
1: no definitely definitely it was it was 100 it was a it's a powerful story and he actually made it into a a spoken word poem that i think is on youtube it's just he's (laughs) he's an amazing speaker an amazing storyteller and it's just uh it was very powerful
0: Awesome. I'm, I, I feel out of it. I've never heard of him. I'll have to follow him and, and check out what he's up to. Thanks. Yeah, Todd absolutely.
1: Wh- uh, Tr- Trevor Muir. Tr-
0: I'm sorry, Trevor. I was that's thinking. Right. Todd- I know you mentioned uh, Todd, Todd Whitaker
1: earlier. Yep. yep. No, that's all
0: he's right. I love his books. They're really helpful.
1: Oh, they're incredible. Uh, I mean, he, he came on, you know, Meredith, he was my very first guest. Really? He, oh, Todd Whitaker that- was my very first guest to come on. And he came on and talked about a time where he lost his temper and I thought Mm -hmm. it was so powerful because one of his most powerful lessons or pieces of advice is how you have to treat people. Well, 30 Mm -hmm. times out of 30. And, you know, if you just mess up one time, they always remember that one time and he actually came on and shared a time where he was a basketball coach and lost his temper and got a technical and just, you know, embarrassed himself. And he talked about how, you know, he went in the locker room afterwards and apologized to the opposing team, but you know how he had lost it. And Mm -hmm. You know, he said he corrected himself, and from then on, he never did that. But he was actually my very first guest to come on my bed. It was pretty cool.
0: I haven't heard that episode, and I'll, I'll – as soon as I get off here, I'll check that out because um, that's something that we don't want to talk about too much. It's embarrassing, and uh, we don't want anybody to see that side, and that's so cool that he was um, courageous enough to share that. And that actually brings my – that brings me to my next question, um, because one of the things in your book my bad you you share um i'm gonna not give it away because i want people to read the book but Mm -hmm. the beginning chapter of your book is really honest and um it really i think will resonate with a lot of people because you talk about a topic that um is kind of stigmatized and I just felt really comforted when I was reading your book and and other other times when you're sharing in your blog posts or your newsletters, um, just kind of these raw emotions that we all go through, but we don't talk about. It's just really comforting to read. And I was wondering why you think it's so important to be so honest and how you find the courage to be so honest, because we live in this world of social media where everyone only wants to put their best face forward myself included, right?
1: right.
0: we don't want to share our struggles. And why do you think that's so important? How do you find the bravery, the courage within to do that?
1: I think, I'll be honest, I was inspired by someone else. And I think the short answer is I was inspired by someone else, and then I do it to, to try to give other people the courage. But in other words, I, I was inspired four or five years ago when I saw – Joe Mazza gave a TED Talk. Okay. I don't know if you know of him. He's a educator on Twitter, but he gave a TED Talk, and he talked about how he was going through some anxiety. And in that, you know, he talked about how when he takes medication, he's a better father, he's a better husband, he's a better educator. And I was really impressed with how he, you know, stepped out and did that. And I thought that's powerful. That inspired me to write a piece and i wrote a blog piece called the masks we wear and talking mm-hmm. about how often it is we wear masks and we don't want to reach out mm-hmm. and let other let others know that we're hurting or there's something wrong. Yeah. And what i have found is that it's so difficult to share but once you start sharing you become you become more powerful in the sense that not much can touch you. It's mm-hmm. hard making that very first step is difficult because mm-hmm. You don't want other people to know that you did this or you did that. Mm-hmm. And, but but once you do, it's amazing. What happens is people will reach out to you and say, oh my gosh, thanks so much for sharing that. I have that too, or I have anxiety too, or I yelled at a student too, or I did this, or I did that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's amazing. And I think the main reason I like to do it is because I, I feel like I know other people are thinking and I hope, that hope. I think other people are thinking and feeling the same thing and it's not always easy to share. And I feel like if I can share it and make someone feel like they're not alone, then I feel like I've done my job. If one, if one person can read a blog piece and say, you know what? I feel that way too. It's not just me. And yeah. then I feel a little bit better about myself then I feel like it was worth, it was worth writing.
0: Yeah. And I, I think it's so powerful. <clears throat> you were just talking about Joe, um, Joe Maza, you said, um, and yourself and for men to focus on that, the emotional side, the mental side, because sometimes I think that those qualities are not really validated in our culture for men or boys to have. And I think it's so cool that that you're sort of paving the way for for it's okay to be male and also express your emotions and and show that you have feelings. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you whatever. It's, um, powerful. So I think that's really cool.
1: Yes. I mean, it is rare and it is, it's, it is a shame that society, you know, displays Mm -hmm. us or portrays us that way that, or, you know, but I think it's time to break that mold and just say, you know what, it's more powerful to be, to show Mm -hmm. weakness. Yeah. I mean, because is. we are, it's a, it's okay to cry. It's okay to say, you know what, I don't know. It's okay to yeah. apologize. It's okay to do all those things. And when you when you do that, then you give other people around you the courage to do the same and realize that they're okay because there's so many people that are feeling that way. They just don't they're not ready to come out and say it because no one else has them. They feel like if they do, someone's gonna judge them. But you know what? Right. The people that judge, we can't worry about them anyway.
0: That's right. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> no. Um so Tell me more about the book, My Bad. I know it came out of the podcast, but Mm -hmm. when did you first get that idea that you wanted to turn? I know you didn't like turn the podcast into a book, but it sort of grew from that. When did you first get that idea?
1: Probably about three years ago. Mm -hmm. I had never written a book before. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to sit down. Six months, I'll knock this thing off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It took about two years and I, I, I piddled around with it and then from the editing to this to that, but I thought, you know what, there's a lot of stories in here and I didn't want to just make it a regurgitation of, you know, just, just a retelling of the podcast because people can go to the podcast and hear the episodes and they're, that, they're much more powerful when you hear people's voice. But what I wanted to do was tell the stories, put my spin on it, put my takeaways from it and then I also wanted to group the mistakes into like six different categories because i felt like there were just like six different categories that the mistakes kept popping up in and mm-hmm. you know i wanted to make it short bite-sized chapters like someone can just pick it up and look at it and, and do it that way because it's you know nowadays it's hard to sit down and read for not hard, I shouldn't say it's hard to but most people don't sit down and read for long periods of time
0: yeah yeah for sure
1: But it's definitely, I mean, it was a journey. It was tough. Every time I thought I was done, I would hear another episode and I thought, you know what, I have to include that. Or every time I thought this is it, I would find a mistake or I would find a different point that I wanted to make or a different twist. And you know what, you're never going to feel like everything's, anything's perfect. And that's okay. I mean, I look back on it and I think, you know what, maybe I would have done this or that, but I don't, I don't worry or stress about that because I I plan on writing another book and then I plan on making that better. And it's, it's never going to be perfect. It's just, it's where we are at the time.
0: Yeah. That's really cool. Um, it's a great book. You can find it on Amazon. And I think the thing that's really awesome about it is that there are so many different voices and so many different experiences when it comes to making mistakes and learning from them. So it's really powerful. I appreciate um, that.
1: Thank you. How did you how did you feel about your book? I mean, how did you when you wrote your book Capture Fireflies? How did that how did that come about and how did that process feel for you?
0: Um well, it was 10 years in the making. I started it my second year of teaching and it mm-hmm. was sort of things I wish I'd known. And when I started it 10 years ago, now I guess it's 11 or 12 years ago. Um I got like 99 pages of the rough draft typed out and I put it in a binder (laughs) and I had a friend look over it and he had so many grammatical um, corrections to make because I'm really wordy and I use a lot of adjectives. Right. And I was like, gosh, this is going to take me too long to fix all this stuff. And I just put it away and I didn't look at it for like another eight or 10 years. And then I took it back out again. And when I saw the content of what I was saying, I was like, wait, I've actually got something to say here.
1: Mm hmm. And, you um, did that's was still, very good
0: oh, thanks so much for your support of the book i really appreciate it um that meant everything when you when you liked it because i admire your work so much so um that was really meaningful but um i realized that it's like you just explained like i could i could go back to that book and edit it a billion times over and just you know change it up but i think what you just said about let's just go on to the next book that's what i'm working on now to um it might take me a couple of years, but, um, it's, it goes back to the mistakes, you know, like it, imperfection is okay. So, um, yeah. What's your next book going to be about?
1: My, it, I'm not hundred percent sure, but it's going to be something, it's going to be something similar to what Mandy and I talked about on teacher's aid with the podcast teacher's aid. In other words, I just see, I haven't wrapped my head around how I'm going to write it or how exactly it's going to go, but I just see teacher's hurting a lot right now and they're working so damn hard and they just it it hurts me to see them hurt so much and beat themselves up because they're amazing and i can tell you teaching i've been out of the classroom for uh 12 years Mm -hmm. and teachers just work so hard and the things they go through and the things that they have to endure Mm -hmm. it 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 hurts me to watch Mm -hmm. and if i can put something down in words that can help them feel better about themselves and maybe help them deal with anxiety or stress or overwhelm or something like that, then that's, that's kind of what I'm looking towards similar to the pieces that I've been writing recently, my blog pieces.
0: Yeah. I think that's wonderful. I can't wait.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Might be a while. I'm not sure. It takes me a while.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's okay. (laughs) That's right. Um, So where can, where can our listeners find you? I know you're on Twitter. And the My Bad podcast, which you can find on iTunes. Anything else? The Johnharper.com. Um, are you on Instagram at all?
1: Not really. No, I think I've I haven't posted on there in months, but I'll be honest, my main mostly on Twitter, yeah, you know, at John Harper7 DBD. Okay. My bad. Mm-hmm. And then Teacher's Aid is a that's been my, my new passion recently. I mean, it's been out for a while, but we we haven't that doesn't come out as often. Okay. So Andy Freilich and I post on that and we've been able to get some amazing guests come on teachers aid from Dan Pink to James Clear Ooh. to uh, Angela Watson and Jennifer Gonzalez. We've had some amazing folks come on. It's just been, been wonderful. And I really enjoy that. It It is me. I mean, the whole purpose of that is to help teachers with the, the personal problems that they have.
0: Yes. I think it's so important. And, um, I love Angela Watson's new book, Fewer Things Better. I devoured that book and I just think she's awesome, as well as Jennifer Gonzalez. I'm a big fan of both of them. But, yes, um, they're
1: both they're both amazing. And her book is very good. I haven't I've started it, I haven't finished it yet, but it's I've yeah. got it. I just haven't finished it yet, but it's very good.
0: Yeah. Um, well, John, I can't thank you enough for taking time out to talk today. It's such an honor to have you on the podcast, and I'm just really excited to continue listening to the my bad podcast and the teacher's aid podcast and reading your newsletters and all that and your next book. And um, thanks for all the work that you do for teachers.
1: Oh, thanks so much for having me on Meredith. It's my honor.
0: Awesome. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you did not catch how you can follow John, you can find him on Twitter at John 70. You can also find the my bad podcast on iTunes and the teacher's aid podcast on iTunes. Nobody else tells you today, you rock, and thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Transformed Teacher Podcast. For more strategies around teacher well-being and self-care, visit my website, www.thetransformedteacher.com. If nobody else tells you today, you rock.